Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Deborah is a 68-year-old retired postal worker. She comes in to see you for follow-up of her prediabetes and hypertension. Her most recent A1C was 5.8, but her recent blood pressure readings at home have been around 150 over 90. Her medications currently are lisinopril, 40 milligrams a day, and hydrochlorothiazide, 25 milligrams a day. Deborah is worried about this because her mother had a stroke around the same age. She exercises regularly and tries to watch what she eats, but she acknowledges that she probably consumes more salt than she should. She has been taking her blood pressure medicines at night because she heard that was best, but sometimes she forgets. She asks you if it would be dangerous for her to take her medication in the morning or if that might mean she will need to take more medication. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me this morning is Dr. Alan Ehrlich, Associate Professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and Executive Editor of Dynamed. Alan, I, uh, I, I remember reading papers that, that talk about timing of blood pressure medicine and outcomes. It sounds like we need to revisit this. Well, it's certainly true. Uh, there's a lot of a debate around this point, and uh, I think the jury's still out. But let's start with, you know, what, what's the idea behind why it would matter? There have been a number of studies that have looked at differences in cardiovascular outcomes based on the time of day that the medications are taken, the antihypertensive medications. And these trials tend to get a lot of attention from general news sites because there may be a simple action to take that most patients can understand. It tends to be not a complex thing. Should I take my medicine in the morning or at night? And is one better? People really eat this kind of stuff up. And so it makes a lot of media attention. The idea behind taking blood pressure medicine in the evening is that even though the medications are in your system continuously, the blood level will be at its lowest just before you take your medication each day. And we know that circadian rhythms have a lot of effects on our bodies. And one of those is to increase blood pressure in anticipation of waking up each day. With that as the backdrop, the idea is that if you take the blood pressure medication in the evening, you have higher levels of the medicine in your bloodstream when it's needed in the morning when you're having that surge in blood pressure, as opposed to having the lowest levels of medication at that time. Okay, so... Um... That, that sort of clarifies some of Deborah's confusion that's been in the news a great deal about when and, and its outcomes of, of medication taking. What data do we have that might help inform Deborah and us? So there have been a couple big papers, uh, and I'm going to talk about the two I think that are the most important. Uh, there was the Hygieia chronotherapy trials published in 2020, got a lot of attention. This was out of Spain, and they had 19,000 participants and what they found was a substantial reduction in cardiovascular events. And they were looking at cardiovascular death, myocardial infarction, revascularization, heart failure, and stroke. And comparing you know, the bedtime group to the group that took their medication in the morning, the hazard ratio was 0.55, meaning there's essentially a 45% lower risk of those hard outcomes in the group that was taking their medication in the evening. 
this is a very big difference. And uh, there was a lot of skepticism about this, which led a number of observers to conclude it's sort of too good to be true. The idea that such a simple intervention could lead to such a dramatic change in heart outcomes, not just not just blood pressure control, but we're talking th- about things like death and stroke, that seemed implausible. In addition, there were concerns about potential adverse effects from nighttime dosing, such as falling due to hypotension if you have to get up at night for whatever reason. And so th- there were questions about the adverse events and was this really true data? There was another trial that was ongoing at the time called the Treatment in Morning versus Evening, or TIME trial, and that was just published uh, relatively recently, and it found very different results. They had about 21,000 patients who were randomized to taking medication either between 6 and 10 a.m. or between 8 p.m. and midnight, and they followed them for about five years, and they found no difference in the composite outcome of vascular death hospitalization for MI, or stroke. There were some differences in reported adverse events. The evening group had lower rates of falls, dizziness or lightheadedness, and diarrhea, but also the nighttime group needed to use the toilet more at nighttime compared to the morning group. Okay, so we have two studies showing different outcomes. How do we reconcile these differences? Well, when you got two large trials. We once got 19,000 uh, participants, the other got 20,000. And, you know, they reach markedly different results. Ultimately, you have to dig into the details of the papers to try and understand what's going on. I mean, there's sort of only one truth. Either it's helpful or it isn't, uh, unless there's you, you can identify some reason to explain the discrepancy. It could be different populations. The Hygieia trial was uh, done in Spain, and the time trial was done in the UK. And you might think those populations are similar, but that's an assumption, and it could be there's something fundamentally different in the populations that led to that. There also may be factors um, in each of the trials that bias the results in one way or the other. For instance, um, the evening dose group in the Hygieia trial had different drug regimens compared to the morning group. The time trial was ongoing when the Hygieia results got a lot of media attention. And some of the patients switched to evening dosing on their own. They heard this in the news, and you you can't force a patient to continue with their assigned treatment. And so if you have a lot of crossover, as happened, that can tend to minimize the difference in outcomes between the two groups. This is the type of analysis that you need to do, and it's not feasible for most clinicians. So ultimately, we have to rely on either journal editorials, uh, online clinical support tools, a CME session by speakers who take the time to do this analysis for the rest of us. And ultimately, you know, we need people who can dig in and try and sort this out uh, when that data is conflicting. In my opinion, though, when you've got very large studies reaching different results, I would be skeptical that there is something substantial at work, that it's probably the initial results were uh, a false signal. You know, I think I, I, I was really excited when the original data came out and said, oh, yeah, everyone start taking your blood pressure medicine in the evening. And now I think that the stu- second study once again reminds us both that it's, it's, it's a lot of uh, the details of how the study is conducted 
and the circumstances surrounding it that, that have the stronger influence. I think especially because Deborah has missed some doses because she's taking it at night, it implies to me that we probably need to find a patient-centered approach for her. So I know how I might counsel Deborah. What are you going to tell her? So I think we should be telling her that the most important thing, much like what you're saying, Frank, that the most important thing is she take her medication in a way that's most convenient for her. I, you know, the factors to consider include both her daily schedule as well as potential side effects of the medication. If she's always in a hurry in the morning and might forget to take her medications, then evening dosing might be better. If she's taking diuretic, then it might be better to take it in the morning so she's not getting up at night to urinate. You know, this isn't the only situation where this comes up, you know, uh, when you have uh, people taking birth control pills, okay? You want them taking it about the same time every day, but it doesn't really matter when, just so long as they take it and don't forget. And different people have different routines. Some people are morning people. They get up. They are ready to go first thing in the morning, and they can do that. And other people, the morning is a terrible time for them to do anything consistently. So I think the the point to emphasize is what will let Deborah take her medication on a consistent basis and whichever way works best for her, that's what we should encourage. I couldn't agree more. Alan, thank you very much. Thanks, Frank. Practice pointer. The time that blood pressure medications are taken is less important than taking them consistently at a time that is convenient for the patient. Join us next time when we talk about the cancer risk and its variable state in asthma patients based upon their use of inhaled corticosteroids. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out PrimeMed.com for additional CME content.